Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, so here we are with another episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. The score, band. score, score, score. <laughs> I am Brian and we have Kyle and Dan and if you've been listening to this show then you know that every time we have it we talk about our three favorite subjects. We talk about a pop punk band or a rock band. We talk about something from pop culture and we talk about and drink beer. But um, this week you know, we're actually going to be doing something a, a little bit different. Um, this wasn't in the original plan, but we kind of figured that, you know, well, okay, it's, we're going to be talking about, uh, basically, um, you know, after, after what happened this past week with the, uh, the shocking, frankly, and, uh, untimely passing of, uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer from Foo Fighters, we figured that, well, you can't have a show that talks about rock bands and not talk about this subject. Um, normally, normally I personally don't like to dwell on things like this, but, I figured, well, I mean, what we could do is, you know, like, instead of it being, you know, kind of a doom and gloom kind of thing, we could make it a sort of a, uh, like a, like you know, like a tribute or a celebration, you know, of, you know, the life of Taylor Hawkins and, you know, his music and of, you know, Foo Fighters in general. And we'll just kind of talk about, you know, our sort of, uh, you know, our, our own personal histories and our collective mm-hmm. history. Because, I mean, this band uh, has, has been so influential, I think, you know, for, you know, any 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 rock band, any rock musician, you know, whether you're, you know, what you do is they're not, you know, they're not pop punk, but I think you know, lots of pop punk bands have been influenced by you know Foo Fighters. I mean, I I, I don't think their influence is just unescapable, pretty much. I oh mean, yeah, they, yeah, they've been around for you know so many years now, <laughs> and uh, just you know, like they are sort of like synonymous. They they become to me, I feel like they've become synonymous with you know rock music like because there's not as much like rock isn't necessarily as popular now as it used to be but i think now like there's sort of the the, the default rock band when you think about rock bands you think right. about Foo Fighters. like i think D- dave Grohl even said this like a few years back you know, like he was making a joke about i think like you know the you know the grammys or the oscars like some award show like just you know automatically invites them every year or whatever and, like i think you know like they think, oh, we need a rock band, quote unquote. Uh, Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their brand is, has become such that they're the first thing that come to mind. I think when anybody thinks of, you know, a rock band, you know, in this in right. this day and age. Mm-hmm. So, well, that and wholesome enough to play the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, without the controversy and all that, you know, just just a good band all together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, it was. It was very, uh, yeah. I mean, it was it was very surprising, you know, to find out. I mean, they, fuck. I mean, they were gonna play a show, yeah, that night. Yep. And ah, yeah, they were God, part I of mean, some festival. Yeah, they they're in the middle of a you know like a South America tour. I think they were in you know uh, Colombia, and they were gonna do a, a show that night. And they had to announce that there was some kind of uh, you know the show was canceled due to medical reasons. And I think 10, 15 minutes later, you know, the news started filtering out. And um, but yeah, I mean, just wow. I mean shocking yes it was very shocking so i thought it was a joke they're like oh yeah this is like another fake death all right Right. okay so get this get this so friday night go to bed 
uh, had a dream that night. <laughs> and I don't usually remember my dreams, so it's funny that I remembered this at all. Uh, had a dream that it was April Fool's, right? Because this Friday, this upcoming Friday, is April 1st. Right. So in my dream, it was April 1st. And I was like, and so <laughs> they had April 1st dust, and, and uh, Taylor wasn't actually dead. Uh, it was just the mother of all April 1st pranks. Oh, man. <laughs> right? Mm. And, and everyone was kind of pissed off at him, but at the same time, very happy that Taylor wasn't dead. Mm. You know? And so, you know, you're kind of like on that, uh, on the fence there, like, I'm kind of pissed off at you, really happy that you were lying, kind of pissed off that you fucked with me. Really happy it was wrong. You know, I'm just really in a bad spot right now. I don't know how to feel about you guys, but you are the Foo Fighters. All right. I guess I'm okay with this. Maybe. I'm not sure yet. I got to think about it for a while. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, it's not April 1st. Wait, so you, so you heard about the actual news and then you went to sleep and you had that dream about... Yes. It, okay. I yeah. See. So I heard the news Friday night. Uh, and gotcha. then and then that night I had this dream where uh, it was all an April Fool's prank. I gotcha, I gotcha. And and then I woke up and it and it wasn't. Uh, I was yeah. like, damn it, yeah. son of a bitch. Well, that is something Dave Grohl would pull. As like an April Fool's joke. Yeah, I mean uh, that I I that might be a little far even for Dave, but I you know no, he, he maybe, doesn't he doesn't pull his punches, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but anyway. So yeah, I that was that was what I had a dream of uh, Saturday night. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, like, uh, I, I mean, I can't say that Taylor was a a, a direct influence on my drumming or anything. Mm. But I always had just like mad respect for what he did. I would say, you know, I probably tried to pick up a couple riffs here and there over the mm. years, just like uh, you know where. I, I, I do like to have that 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 kind of skip uh, that that skip count on some of our songs. Like mm-hmm. I think, uh, like "Drink the Poison" has it in there. And yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. That was probably something that I picked up from him. I know they do that a lot, mm-hmm. um, and so that was probably something I picked up from him. I don't know, knowingly or not. I can't remember like going, "Oh yeah." I heard this on the Foo Fighters song and now I want to do it, you know. But I think, you know, it is in my head there. Yeah. And so when it sounds right for something we're doing, you know, that that must be how I'm influenced by it. Sure, but, yeah. But, um, you know, I think, and, and it, I mean, as far as the Foo Fighters go, I think, I mean, Monkey Wrench is it for me, man. You mm-hmm. know, that'll always mm-hmm. be the favorite song. Uh I mean, they have tons of great songs that I love, but for me, it's always just Monkey Wrench because I, I, I guess probably just because uh, I knew I knew Dave had this band Foo Fighters, and uh, and um, you know I'd heard of them, um, but it wasn't until that second album and the video for Monkey Wrench came out. Mm. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the fucking drummer for Nirvana, but he's not the fucking drummer. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, he's doing everything. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I am like, what is this song? What is going on here? Right? I was just like, ah, my mind was being blown. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, because the last place I had seen David Grohl 
was playing drums for uh, Tom Petty on uh, Saturday Night Live. You didn't see the first album? Did you hear about the first album? I like knew of it. Okay. But I don't know if I was aware at the time that it was David Grohl. Uh, it wasn't until the second album that I got uh, awakened. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, what is this shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, you know, I was like, there's not a lot of stuff I'm totally in on right from the beginning, but I was with this stuff. I was just like, oh, well, yeah. How do I not like this? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was in from the beginning. And, um, yeah, uh, I, I just think like the one thing that I just know that I can always remember about Taylor Hawkins is two things. One, when he's having fun, when he's behind the drums, having fun, he looks like he's basically the happiest person ever next to Dave. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the other thing though, is when you ever catch the pictures of him, like not playing drums or, um, uh, like or or in between songs, sometimes you'll see it. Like I always felt like there was some like you'd see something in his eye. There's something behind the happy, and I don't know what it was. I don't nothing about the guy's like personal life, like growing up and stuff. But there always felt like there was something not happy going on there, mm. and that like I always felt like the what he was giving off was his attempt to like rise above whatever that was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it always seemed to have some kind of a hook in him. And, uh, you kind of see it sometimes, you know, when he wasn't behind the kit, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like in interviews and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That makes a good musician. Right. You have a musician with a happy life. You get bad music. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to write about? I mean, rainbows and puppy dogs. Right. Like, (laughs) You know, one thing, um, one thing that I I remember distinctly about his. I mean, he, it's not fair because that band had like t- two of the best rock drummers of all time in the same fucking band. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, like, I remember when I when I heard him play uh, um, when, when they played Everlong with, with him in the band. Like, because you know, Dave played the original track right on, mm-hmm. the, on the album, but then when he played it, I mean that drum track the drum part to everlong is is insanely hard i mean you you know right i mean it's, it's fucking insanely difficult. oh yes and it's usually like a term it's like are you gonna go everlong on that hi-hat yeah like we all know what that means yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, like, i know all so, about it because i tried to go everlong on fucking uh uh origin story right i mean i did go everlong on origin story and and ow Right. Ow! And <laughs> we but, don't play that song anymore. <laughs> but the thing is, so like when, it, but when I heard them play it live, like he just made it seem so effortless. Uh-huh. Like it was, it was almost like, is he playing the right part? Because it just seems so. It seems like almost slow. Like like almost like he's just like it's not even a challenge. It's just like oh yeah, but you know if you listen, to it, it's the same part. It is the part, but it's just it like it's not even. It's just like oh okay okay. Like even when Dave plays it, there's a lot of effort that looks like it goes into it. Oh, <laughs> but, yeah, but it looks yeah. like Taylor Hawkins. It's just like oh okay whatever. Blah, 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 you know, <laughs> it just you know <laughs> seems very simple. Okay, this is you know one two three four five. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah, problem. I feel like that's the only way to survive a song like that. If you start getting all like crazy and wackadoo and arms flailing <laughs> everywhere, I mean, you're going to gas out about a third of the way through, right, yeah. you know, and then you're just struggling to make it the rest of the way. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, mean, I think God. that's a testament to, to what a good drummer. He, and the thing, like, he's also a good singer. Like, he would, 
They would do. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he would sing all the backups. Uh, and, you know, like uh, like when they played the Pretender live, he actually sings the high part in the oh, chorus. Yeah. yeah. And then he would like they would do covers of like a Queen song live, and like you know he would be mm-hmm. the singer, and Dave would go play drums and stuff. Or like that time they played with uh, Jimmy Page. Mm. And then like yeah, and literally like like they're covering Zeppelin. It sounded really freaking good. Yeah. Like really freaking good. Like the something they do on their free time. They're like, oh yeah, let's just play rock and roll. Let's just jam it, note right. for note. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. we're like, holy crap. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard this story, but I, I read that um, like when uh, Dave was looking for a new drummer for the band, uh, he actually because he had met Taylor like just you know incidentally or whatever, and he knew that Taylor was playing uh, with the Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. yeah. with her mm-hmm. you know for her 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 backing band and stuff and so he, like he figured because Alanis Morissette at the time was super huge and the Foo Fighters was just you know still on, on the rise right but not as popular as Alanis at the time so you know Dave just you know he, I guess he called up Taylor Hawkins and he was like hey, do you have any drummers that you can recommend because he never thought that he would want to play you know in the Foo Fighters right right so you know, do you have anybody you can recommend and he said uh yeah me <laughs> i was like what <laughs> like yeah dude i want to be your band and you know so that was kind of how that nice. know, how that started so. yeah and it's really interesting having two really good drummers and notice how they write the rest of the parts like like on a guitar or something mm. like that like mm-hmm. uh like like the syncopation like in all my life or something you know just the guitar riff is just going dun 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 dun, dun. and he's singing in a completely different rhythm yeah yeah and just little tricks like that i mean that's something a drummer would pull out of his ass like, hey check this out i'm right, like I, right. I can't even sing and play i can't clap and sing that right now <laughs> I, i've read that dave said like um as even as a guitar player he thinks like a drummer like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. You know, he thinks of like the low strings as the kick drum and the high strings as the snare and the cymbal and stuff like that so like uh, that's how he approaches playing the guitar and like singing and songwriting and stuff so yeah so like like you said when you have you know that you know the two drummers being them and that's why i think like they you know like even though taylor hawkins wasn't in in the band at first you know he became sort of like and he was like like the co front man or the co-face of the band oh, yeah. it wasn't just dave it was the two of the you know, the, the two of, the, of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. made you know foo fighter i mean of course the other guys too but you know but they were the kind of the main two it wasn't just you know dave and a bunch of scrubs you know like, yeah taylor was kind <laughs> of you know, who what he was no, the co-star yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah so yeah, they pulled out some really good stuff i mean like look at the um the pretender the crap rope all that crazy drum shit they're doing in the chorus of rope holy mm, shit right yeah did that just that crazy shuffle like that's the last song i heard pull, when i pulled up to to the driveway and i'm like god damn like this band was on my bucket list of people to see as a full unit you know like now we're like god damn it have you okay so have you seen Foo fighters no no not at all not at all oh dude not at all oh how about you no Nope. This August was going to be the first uh, time. Yeah, we okay uh, for for those of you listening, we were actually we had plans to go see Foo Fighters in Seattle in August. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, you know, I, we totally understand if they you know if, if they would ha- mm-hmm. if they would cancel. I mean, that's totally understandable. Right. I, yeah. I, I saw them uh, a few years ago at the at, at the Rose Garden. Um, I think it was the Echoes Patience, whatever. Oh yeah, Echo Silence Patience. Yeah, 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 on, yeah. That, on that tour. Uh, so yes, I saw them. They have great fucking show, just amazing. And I have a vague memory of seeing them in Hawaii, but that might just be something my brain is making up. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I definitely for sure did see them here at the Rose Garden on, on that on Damn. that tour, and it was it was amazing. So actually, it's funny too because Echo Silence Patience and Grace. That's um one of the first experiences with an album i didn't like 
I, I listened to it and I'm like, ah, maybe I'm just not ready for it. Mm. And then listen again, I started to listen back to it later when I joined other bands that were really into Foo Fighters, like Demure and stuff. Like Jack pretty much has the Foo Fighter logo tattooed on him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of like required reading. So I'm like, oh, yeah. like, so started going through the album. I'm like, oh, is it really freaking, what a, my head was up my ass. What was I doing? <laughs> you know? And so then after that, we're like, oh, okay, okay. Maybe like I'll start going back through my old iPod and scrolling through all the songs that have zero plays that I've had since like high school. Because mm. like if, if a Foo Fighter album can do it, shit, there's got to be something else in my discography that I'm also ignoring. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. So uh, like I said, I mean, I, I think, I mean, their influence just run. It's so ubiquitous. It just runs so deep through it. Like even if you don't know it, you probably stop. If you're a band, if you're a rock band in 2022 you've probably somehow been touched or influenced by you mm-hmm. know by Foo Fighters somehow and like even for us I think like you mentioned uh, like Drink the Poison mm-hmm. that was kind of a that was kind of a Foo Fighters influence song yeah um, um, one of the songs off of our fifth album you know the, um, that's gonna the, en- the ending song that yeah. for sure is fucking Foo Fighters right, right. there I mean, that, to- <laughs> that song is total Foo Fighters but when, when it comes out who knows when that is and you guys listen to it you will know you uh, the listening audience out there you will know that that's mm-hmm. a, a very uh, Foo Fighters influenced song um, and yeah I mean like with my old band in Hawaii we used to cover you know, a whole you know, a bunch of Foo Fighters songs you know, oh, all, yeah. from, from the first album on um, I mean, like, name one person with an acoustic that hasn't played ever long. Right. <laughs> it's almost a rite of passage. It's like Monkey right. Wrench, like, on, right. like, in the schoolyard. If you could scream the bridge and get to that word shit and all the adults <laughs> did not notice, yeah. you're the man on the playground. You yeah. Know, like. <laughs> in fact, well, Everlong, we played that um, at the, uh, the my, my book, my yeah, first the book, book the, yep. the, the relaunch party and with uh, with Ian, Ian yeah, Engelsman. We had like what, what two drummers? Yeah, with like three Slipknot. drummers. That was like Slipknot up there. Yeah, we had three drummers. There was like Kyle, eight of us Ian, up there. And uh, 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 who else? Um, we, had, we had one other drummer. <laughs> two other, I don't know. Yeah, it was a bunch of others. Yeah, it was like half of Bellwether. I think, like, oh yeah, Brian from, from Bellwether. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember just looking around, I'm like, dude, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're all playing Foo Fighters. Yeah, this so that was cool. you know that was a big you know that was a watershed moment in, in our careers is you know th- that we were playing a Foo Fighters song and then the last song I played with uh, my band in Hawaii before I moved here was uh, Learn to Fly. Really? Yeah, that was the last. That was the song. last tone deaf team song last ever. Song. Huh? <laughs> yeah, not one of ours. A Foo Fighters song was uh, the last last ah. song I played with them. So yeah, so you know it's. It, the you know the the it, it runs deep I think you know the 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 ta- the, the whatever it is the the the, the roots they, they run deep in anybody playing rock music I think in this day and age so definitely but uh, yeah I, I'm I don't know there, uh, uh well I was gonna what else I was gonna say I was gonna say a bunch of other things but um but yeah um just just an amazing amazing drummer um and amazing musician great band um just yeah just uh you know it was very it was surprising but like i said i, I think you know it's uh you know we take this moment to to kind of you know be a tribute and celebrate the music that he did make in his in his lifetime so yeah mm-hmm. and uh the fact that maybe the I think I had to agree. I uh, someone I can't remember who it was that mentioned it. Another musician had said, you know, like Taylor was basically the only guy that anyone knows of in existence that could have gone up there and shared the stage with Dave in the band 
and not have everybody think it was just Dave playing. Mm. You know, like like he he was big enough in what he did to be able to sit there and be Taylor Hawkins in Foo Fighters. Yeah. You know, rather than you know, just some schlep that goes in there and plays what Dave does. Right. Uh, Another coattail writer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually was the name of his side project. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh-huh. See, full circle. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's our little uh, tribute to uh, <sighs> Taylor Hawkins and Foo Fighters. So we'll, uh, we'll drink a toast to them with uh, the beer that I brought this week. Which is the uh, Galactic Space Dragon India Pale Ale <laughs> from uh, from Odin Brewing, who used to be in uh, Tequila, Washington, but then they moved to Tacoma. And um, I guess you're familiar with them? Yes, I've had Odin a couple of times. Have you? It's very good. Oh. They have a stout that is fucking amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, Imperial Stout. You be careful with that. <laughs> this looks like the perfect D and D style beer. Yeah, it's, yeah, but, it's kind of funny too because Borderlands just released a D and D expansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, like like literally on my birthday. So, I was, <laughs> so, so someone bought it for me. I gotta go home and play it. Oh, nice. like, so I showed up I'm like, dude, there's a dragon on here too. Like, well, what's yeah. Going on? When I was when I was shopping for, I was at Bevmo and I was shopping for something for the show and like I when I saw it, oh I, I like okay Galactus Space Dragon okay we have to we have to do that so. Have you like where did you find Odin originally or um I think someone gave it to me like you know it was a gift or something and so uh yeah I tried that out it was really good like mm. really fucking good so when I saw you hand that can over today and I saw Odin brewing on it I was like oh yeah <laughs> here we go yeah. but yeah I've only ever had like their darker stuff I've never had any just like regular ales or anything from mm. them and uh, this is pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers to hey, Taylor Hawkins. Oliver Taylor Hawkins. Did you know his first name was Oliver? I did not. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, good thing you went with Taylor. <laughs> ah, man, that is fucking good beer. Yep. And uh, mm. they uh, they explain it well on the side. They're, the three qualities are tropical, juicy, and hoppy. That about yep. sums it up. Uh, without a doubt, it's definitely got that juicy, citrusy kind of Ooh. flavor to it. And it's a 6.5? Uh-oh. Yeah. It's don't taste 6.5. It does not. I've been saying that almost every week for like... I know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's, don't it's, taste strong, but they are. <laughs> we pick them good. I'm telling you right now. They're good, good stuff. On the can, it says uh, great beer and great food. I, I know they also they, they have like a kind of a you know, brew pub restaurant kind yes. of deal up in Tacoma, I guess. So... Another thing for the field trip list, yep. if we ever get around to that. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Great beer design with... Oh, great food in mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Tacoma has a, must have a good beer scene. That, that one time we went up for the Iron Maiden show, there, oh, was, yeah. a, there was a pretty nice thing going on nearby. Oh, so. yeah. They've got fucking just a killer uh, beer scene up, up there. I mean, I I don't know. I think most most of... Like Western Washington has got just ridiculously good brew scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure Eastern Washington does too. I think it's probably a little more scattered though, because you get in Eastern Washington and things are literally a little more scattered. Yeah, geographically. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just not as much like all together. But um, like, if you go to the, what is it? Don't they have a Tri Cities on the way to on the way to? Um, 
uh, t- or Spokane. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like that area is pretty built up and uh, really nice. Mm. And I just about guarantee you, like you go there, there's probably got to be a handful of just fucking rocking breweries mm-hmm. over there. So, you know, what we should do is like one, um, one day, th- this is just an idea that just popped in my head. We'll, we'll do uh, like second player score drinks their way across America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And we're just like every, every every episode it'll be like just us like you know and going to breweries in, in a different city or whatever yeah sign me up yeah yeah <laughs> be like a year-long tour right yeah for us it could be a years long tour. no mu- no music we won't, we won't play music we'll just fucking drink beer <laughs> we'll be that band that loads in and never sets up yeah, yeah. <laughs> god damn but yeah this is, this is uh, so fucking good mm-hmm yeah, if we could be traveling the country doing this, uh, drinking these kinds of beers, holy cow. Has I that think, been done yet? That hasn't been done. Oh, I'm sure to some some extent. I mean, touring around having beers is, I don't think, all that unique of an idea. But, uh, I mean, if we could do it our way, we'd certainly find a unique way to do it. Uh, I think the nice thing is, is that, you know, when this all really started ramping up, you know, what was that? It was about 10 years ago. Because, I mean, right after, like, I started brewing right after we got together as mm-hmm. a band. That was 10 years ago. Uh, you know, you, like, the bar was not that high at the point, at that point. And, like, you could literally go places and get poured a beer that you would, like, give back and just, like, go ahead and pour that down the fucking drain. <laughs> like, you can get me something else, you know, get me a fucking Sierra Nevada or something in a bottle, just nothing that you brew, please. You know, I mean, we, I did. I've gone to breweries that were just fucking horrible. There was this place, and and I I won't mention it because they may still be around, but there was a place (laughs) over in Lincoln City. And, um, oh, my God, dude. It was so bad. They poured me something out of the tap, and I just, I think I ended up giving it back. It was just like, you know, I'll just take whatever, you know, some name brand, something. It was terrible. Wow. Um, it tasted like creamed corn, which means that they didn't do a diacetyl rest. And so, which you have to do. Um, it's basically like a bunch of shit that comes from the yeast in fermentation. And then you have to give it a diacetyl rest so the yeast eats it back up. Mm. Uh, and if you don't do that, that's what it tastes like. It tastes really bad. Mm. And um, yeah, so it was. It was like it kind of was like a combination corn. of like it tasted like cream corn and rust, which I don't know what to that, get that was. Image either. out of my head. Yeah. So anyway, it was terrible. So, uh, but now, like ten years later, like the bar is really high. Mm. Like you can't just. You, I, I don't feel like now you can't just get a brewery because you have enough money to get one started. You have to have good beer too. The, the place you're talking about, the, probably they were just kind of trying to experimenting and getting started. And if they're still around today, I'm sure they're much better. Than- oh no, I would, I, and that's why I wouldn't. I, I mean, that's why I would never say their name because who knows? These guys may be making brilliant fucking beer now. Yeah. I don't want anyone. To, you know, I'm not going to, you know dog them out on the show right, right. but but that that's the thing is i mean the bar is so much higher now that you can't just be rich and uh 
start up a brewery and have people care because you're the new brewery in town which only has maybe one other brewery look there's great fucking breweries everywhere Mm -hmm. so if you just get into it because you think it's going to be fun uh you're probably not going to be in it for very long because there's a lot of other places where they're very passionate about it they're very good at it and like if i go someplace and the beer's not good I'll just go next door. Uh, You know, I mean, there's just so many good beers to choose from, but that's what's so cool about it now is like, you could, you could go downtown, you could have 10 breweries and you could go to everyone and you could find something amazing at each one of those now. Like it's not, it's, you don't have, it's not, it's not like you're waiting for that mind to fucking blow up Mm -hmm. and you hit that one where it's like, Oh you know, <laughs> they're all great, yeah. you know? So, I mean, 10 years into the, the whole beer scene and it's fucking amazing. I love it. Cool. Cool. Ama- amazing beer. <laughs> and like shelves at the store just filled with fucking, oh, good beer. Right, yeah. you know, remember like 10 years ago, you know, craft beer was like this little, part of the shelf like lucky that the lights even worked uh, on the cooler shelf (laughs) it's this little sliver on the end maybe with some big bottles you know some like 22 ounce bottles from four or five breweries Mm -hmm. and now it's like you can go and just find just shit tons of fucking beer like on the aisles you you know they're finally making their headway against uh, Coors of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. All right. So, yeah. So, that is the... Uh, sorry. The crap. The cat. <laughs> that is the Galactic Space Dragon IPA from Odin Brewing in Tacoma. So, um, but yeah. Um, so, that's the end of another episode of Second Player Speaks. Uh, we will not be doing an episode next week because we will be recording. Recording. Yeah, we're gonna be. Going I don't think they know what song it is yet, do they? No, we haven't. Uh, should we announce it now or wait? You want to wait? No, no. You want to know what it is? You got to keep listening. <laughs> okay, keep them in suspense. Oh my god, such a cock tease, uh, Kyle. But let me tell you, it's gonna be the best song you've oh, ever no. heard ever. <laughs> the best ever song oh, yeah. ever written in the history. <laughs> Uh, this is okay. better than even the Foo Fighters. We didn't actually write it, but that's yeah. Okay. It, oh, it's that's a cover. Right. It <laughs> is a cover. Yeah. So yeah. this is the best cover ever. It's a cover. It's, uh, it's <laughs> one song. Uh, we're we're trying out a different studio, uh, just you know, for fun, and uh, because you know it's, it's a good friend of ours. Uh, yeah, man, support local studios. Yeah, Chris yeah. Chris Hahn at the uh, Zoe Media, uh, who has put out some really good sounding stuff so we were anxious yeah. to see what uh, you know what what we will sound like that and we just wanted another reason to drink with you guys exactly so. yeah. <laughs> we're looking more forward to the hangout yeah, afterwards yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're definitely digging chris's style so we we're curious how that would play out with us yeah so um, yeah, looking forward to it so yeah little little cover song we've been messing with for years and years and years yep yeah and, a long time uh, actually so I Holy know. Crap. Yeah, you just, we have been playing it for a while. You'll just have to stay tuned in to find out what it is. All right. So uh, yeah. So we'll be doing that next week. But then I think we will probably be back the week afterwards, right? I think probably. Or whatever. Yes. We'll see. I think so. Yes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we are second player score. We're a band. We're more than a band. We're a lifestyle. We uh, we we have uh, you know we have novels and comics and uh, beer recipes and you know Kyle's a DJ. Dan's a Twitch streamer and you know, we. 
basically we do a whole bunch of like just pop culture stuff and we just you know try to have fun so check us out at secondplayerscore.com uh you know like on facebook and uh, instagram and all that good stuff and uh so yeah so cheers and we'll see you in a couple weeks see ya okay see you You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.